the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Another day, another dollar. Wow. July's wrapping up quickly. Backdrop for the stock market has a lot of potential positives. Backdrop including interest rates are low. Liquidity. Liquidity. There's a C in mythology called quiddity. So every time I say the liquidity, I'm thinking of the sea of dreams, I believe it is. Liquidity is still f- flowing, and cash is looking for higher rates of return. A lot of positives, like I said. Earnings growth, while decelerating, is still strong. Monetary policy remains extremely accommodative. Talk of fiscal stimulus continues to lend support. COVID, vac- COVID vaccines are, are working. Are still working, I think is the right way of maybe putting that out there. As the economy reopens, you're hearing more and more mandates about get the vaccine or don't come to work or get the vaccine or be tested every week at work. Breath of the market. Mega caps are doing a lot of the heavy lifting right now. That concerns me a little bit. And Wall Street likes to buy on dips these days. That's the background of what is working on Wall Street right here, right now. Um, Should you get cocky about it? I don't think so. I don't think that's a good idea. But I'm not going to poo-poo what's happening. Yesterday, the markets all had a nice day. Nothing spectacular. The NASDAQ was up fractions. The S&P 500 up a quarter of a percentage point. The Dow up a quarter of a percentage point. Tra- uh, propelled yesterday by travel and leisure. T&L. Stocks closed at records. Today is the biggest day of earnings of the quarter. Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, collectively worth about $6.5 trillion. We'll report this afternoon. Of I was looking at the valuation of Apple yesterday, and it's high. Um, yes, they're going to have a great quarter, but that valuation is very, very high. We'll talk about that and more as we come back. It has begun is a phrase in Mortal Kombat. It has begun. Vaccine mandates is what I'm talking about in this case. The White House said no plans to introduce vaccine mandates or passports. So it's been up to city, states, and private companies to set vaccine requirements. Bill de Blasio said all Gotham workers need to be vaccinated or agreed to be at weekly tested. By September 13, COVID cases in that city have grown to 800 plus a day. Gavin Newsom basically said the same exact thing that de Blasio said. In fact, he may have lifted it. <laughs> Health workers um, not even they are all vaccinated. The nursing home staff in the United States, only 59% of the staff are fully vaxxed. My mom died in a nursing home. 
brought into you by a staff member, most likely. Because kids weren't allowed to visit parents. Tesla crushed it yesterday, despite facing supply ch uh, chain challenges. Tesla had an epic scale of quarter, doing very well in production of vehicles in China. They earned $12 billion in revenue, nearly double last year. Profits topped $1 billion for the first time. It appears that they took a $23 million impairment charge on their Bitcoin holdings. But due to a limited battery cell availability, the company has delayed the launch of its semi, its long-haul truck to 2022. So the semi, not the cyberpunk truck. I think that's probably the only thing I can call it at this point in time. Um, Lucid Motors started trading publicly yesterday in the industry's biggest SPAC deal. Lordstown Motors, which makes electric pickup trucks, raised $400 million. So sales of electric vehicles in the U.S. have more than doubled in the first half of 2021 compared to last year. Um, if there continues to be panel shortages, it's going to be an issue. I did a piece earlier this week about how we're going to run out of solar materials by 2025. But again, we'll open new mines. We'll go CapEx exploring. I put up a good podcast last week that talked about some of the investments in uh, electric vehicles. Most of them are in China, Japan, or Korea. So you have to go the ETF route, in my opinion. Uber saved a lot of lives. Listen to this crazy craziness. Um, drunk drivers. According to a new study based on internal Uber data, ride sharing has decreased alcohol-related U.S. traffic fatalities by 6.1% and reduced overall U.S. traffic deaths by 4%. I don't know how they came up with that. Um, looking at the study right here, right now, it's in front of me. Um, love this story. Um, I think we all know someone who's died in a car crash. And it just seems like one of the most inane things to say out loud. Uh, you don't want to leave this planet too early. Jeff Bezos is offering $2 billion discount to NASA if Blue Origin is awarded a contract for the agency's lunar landing system. SpaceX won the contract earlier this year. Joe Biden said that Americans experiencing long COVID may qualify for disability resources. New home sales fell to their lowest level in 14 months in June, in large part because there just are not enough homes by, and it's been pushing up prices. Aon and Willis Towers called off their $30 billion merger due to antitrust scrutiny. The Olympics finally got a Olympian moment from a U.S. swimmer. 17-year-old from Alaska took home the gold in the women's 100-meter breaststroke. Legendary, legendary upset. But the celebration was kind of nice to see. It made you feel kind of like, sweet. Um... 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Taking a look at today's main story, in my opinion, is the market's been up for six days in a row. The 10-year just bottomed just above 1.2% as it lost momentum moving back towards 1.27%. There's some rebound in momentum stocks. 
it is concerningly low. And what's happening in the bond market is as about as nutty. <clears throat> and um, I want to use the word alarming. Uh, it, it's just telling you something's bad. So today we're going to get Microsoft, Apple, and Alphabet after the close. All are expected to report better than expected results. But the question is, will it be able to lift the market to new highs? I talked about a little bit about at the opening segment about the breadth of the market not being great. Um, you want a lot more winners. You don't want a few winners because when those few winners take a pause, you suddenly find that a lot of the market has already been in a rolling correction. And that there's not losers. That's that's a tough term for today. But it's not healthy when just a few big ones lead. You want the mid and small to lead as well. It's just a healthier build. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I've got a new website. Check out the content at robblackshow.com. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. What is a word that's bigger than truly extraordinary? I don't know. I've run out of ways to explain the housing market. I've hit the end, and now I have to like go, whoa. Home prices continue to break records. A strong demand slams up against weak supply. Home prices were up nationally 16.6%. Last month, home prices were up 14.8% on a year-over-year basis. These are prices. Phoenix led the way with a 25.9% year-over-year price increase, followed by San Diego with a 24.7% increase, and Seattle with a 23.4% increase. Even the losers in the 20-city composite list, like Chicago, Cleveland, and Minneapolis, reported um, low double-digit gains in pricing. What else can you say? Mortgage rates fell slightly to start May. Rates have been so low for so long that even slight monthly moves have done uh, nothing to take the heat out of home prices. I'm working on a mortgage for a home that I bought last month because I got into a situation where I have a son who needs a different school. So I'm moving a couple uh, counties. And I started working on a mortgage for it after the fact of buying it. And the rate I'm getting is ridiculously low. I'm talking about a 30-year mortgage for 2.6%. If you need a referral, contact me at rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Demand is still strong right now. Do simple demographics of the largest generation millennials moving into home buying years. They are a big buyer of homes. I was looking at the data. You would think that it might be uh, the wealthy. It's not. You would think that it might be institutional investors. It's not. That's like 2%. 
There's a dynamic confluence of housing developments helping keep price growth in check. Expect inventory to continue to grow a bit in the fall, shifting the typical seasonal trend and keeping real estate activity on a roll. Very, very slow build in inventory. And that's the only thing that seems to be able to take the air out of housing right now. But with markets at all-time high, stock markets, you can reasonably assume that a lot of wealth is being created in housing and real estate, and sometimes it goes tandemly. Tesla reported more than a billion dollars in net income. That's kind of exciting. Elon Musk's electric vehicle company. When you take a look at some of the internals, it's a good quarter. Um, they reported $1.14 billion in gap income, which is generally accepted counting practices. They'd already reported deliveries of 201,250 electric vehicles and production of 206,421 vehicles. The company reported $801 million in revenue from its energy business, including solar and energy storage systems for homes. An increase of over 60% from last quarter. So Tesla doesn't disclose how many energy storage units it sells each quarter, but you get little hints and tips from Elon Musk tweeting. He said the company would only be able to produce 30 to 35,000 at best during the current quarter, blaming the lag on chip shortages. The company's cash, cash position decreased by about 5% to $16.23 billion. That decline was driven mainly by net debt and finance lease repayments of $1.6 billion. During the quarter, Tesla faced some new challenges, backlash from consumers in China, recalls in China and the United States, del delayed deliveries of the high-performance version of its flagship sedan, the Model S Plaid. The company plans to start commercial production of its Cybertruck and custom battery cells. But we didn't get a lot of information on any of that. Part shortages stubbornly persistent. Lack of supply limited the company's production both in Fremont, California and Shanghai. Musk was asked during a conference call why Tesla doesn't just make its own chips to avoid shortages. He said that supply chain issues are something Tesla will solve with suppliers laughing. It's not like you can just whip up a chip fab. I don't know how I feel about him. Is he likable? Or is he adult for bolting out of California and going to Texas as a way of cutting down on his tax liability? Totally legal, but if you look at the intent, you'd go, that's kind of shady. Tesla is going to overshoot on cell supply for vehicles, and whenever there is excess, it could root that supply over to making power walls mega packs. Um, talking about solar and wind being intermittent by their nature really needs battery packs in order to provide a steady flow of electricity. So a lot of positives coming out of Tesla. Tesla took a couple shots at Apple talking about how much uh, chemicals are used in Apple iPhone batteries versus his batteries. And he also said, you know, we're going to open up the supercharger network to non-Tesla electric vehicles because 
we don't believe we should control the technology. And it was just a direct shot at Apple for having a very closed system. So there's Tesla in a nutshell. Housing in Tesla. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can always drop me an email with a question in it. Hit voice recorder, ask me an intelligent question, and I'll get it played on the air for you. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. How about coffee prices? This is one that's going to hurt. Coffee prices hit their highest more than six and a half years as top producer in Brazil faced the prospect of crop-threatening frosts. Coffee trees are extremely sensitive to frost, which can cause severe damage and even kill trees completely. So some high-quality coffee beans are not faring so well, and you and I are going to be paying more for morning jolt of caffeine. So that's out there. SoftBank is backing a company that does dog DNA. You know that you can do a swab and you can see if your DNA, if you're the father of a child, you can see if you've got how many cousins and uncles you have that you didn't know about. You can see if you're related to royalty or not. Well, now you're going to be able to do that with a dog. And Wall Street is more than willing to give them venture capital. I don't know how I feel about that other than, oh boy, there's a lot of money in this world. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So are you watching the Olympics? I'm having a tougher time getting into it, and I think it's just that COVID thing changed us. When you look at housing in America, we're changed. But Warren Buffett has talked about the Olympics numerous times in the past. Warren Buffett's the greatest investor of all time. If he were an Olympian athlete, he would be a Michael Phelps type, dominant at what he does over a long period of time, going out a champion. I truly got a little depressed a couple days ago when I heard Warren Buffett refer to himself as, in a football game, when it goes into overtime, it's almost over. And he was talking about his life, comparing his time is on borrowed time. So he likes the sporting analogies. He likes to explain things that he understands investing in the simplest of notes. Let me give you a couple examples of this. In 2008, in Berkshire's annual shareholder meeting, he said, the Olympics are a wonderful event. The more people who participate in them, the better. On balance, they contribute to a better world over time. I like that. Let's talk about a better world. Let's talk about getting together. Let's talk about having young people in the prime of their lives, having a goal. The second quote on the Olympics was, if you go to the Olympics, if you run the 100 meters well, you don't have to throw the shot put. 
some other guy can throw the shot put and you'll still get a gold medal if you run the 100 meters fast enough. We tried to stay within our circle of competence. He said that back in 2006. Basically saying, I know this one's an obvious one, right? If you're good at investing in companies with cash flow, keep doing that. If you're good at investing in companies with, you know, uh, income increases in their dividend, keep doing that. If you're a tech stock expert, be a tech stock expert. Stay in your core of competencies. <clears throat> this is a one that I really, really loved by him. He said, we look for one foot bars to step over rather than seven foot or eight foot bars to try and set some Olympic record by jumping over. It's very nice because you get paid just as well for the one foot bars as you do for the seven or eight foot bars. I hate it. I don't know if you had to do this in high school or not, but we had to do track and field. And one of the things we had to do was the, uh, I refused to do the pole vault. It just looked too crazy. But jumping up in the air over a pole, uh, the high jump, not my thing either. I was meant to stay on this earth. You will not find me jumping out of an airplane with a parachute. Okay, let's keep going with uh, his quotes because I think he's great at what he does. Interest rates are to the value of assets what gravity is to matter. Interesting. You've had this incredible reduction in the short-term treasury bill, and that's the yardstick against which all other values are measured. If I could reduce gravity's pool by about 80%, I'd be going and jumping in the Tokyo Olympics. So he says interest rates being pulled down are very, very positive as a yardstick. Um, I dig the man. And let's just do one more. He said, the truth is either of the two major colas that are going to be sold and associated with, say, the Olympics or Disney are going to lose a lot of money if only directly thought in terms of those contracts. But there's an association over years. Coke wants to be where people are happy. They don't want to be in people's minds. That tends to be sporting events. It's the Disneyland's of the world. This is the second time I've heard marketing explained as uh, Toyota pulled out their marketing in Japan, their local marketing. You could turn on the Olympics in the U.S. and see Toyota commercials. But they turned off their local marketing in Japan because a lot of Japanese are very unhappy that the Olympics are taking place there. And Warren Buffett owns Coca-Cola and Melinda French Gates, which I know I'm a pig, but when names change, it's tough for me to like throw in that middle surname thing without going, that's just a mouthful. But companies like Coke lose money on every soda they sell at Disney. Did you know that? I know you're saying, but they're $10 Cokes. How do they lose money? Because they pay Disney to be there. It's one of those weird, quirky things that you're like, no way. But when that kid gets addicted to Coke and wants it at home, because last time he had it, he was in a happy place. It's like, do you remember that uh, ice cold Coca-Cola campaign? Coke in a glass bottle. And it just reminded you of your childhood. You had positive associations, right? So that's why you potentially would own something like 
a Coca-Cola. And again, if it's good enough for a, one of the world's richest people and another one of the world's richest people, it's not a bad long-term investment. So let's talk about some keys to success that if I were to give you my Olympian keys to success, no, I'm not going to go on the Olympics anymore. I'm burned out on them. It's live within your means. That's number one. I know people who buy a lot of expensive toys and they can't control their spending. And they, they feel justified. A horrible one is when you go through a divorce and you look at your clothes and you're like, I can't date women in these clothes. I need new threads. And then suddenly you're spending way more on clothes than you used to. But living within your means during a divorce is the same thing as living within your means in your life. Save regularly. This sounds inane, but if you're 30 years old and you're not saving 3%, 4%, 5%, 10%, 15% of your salary, you're going to work until the day you die. And hopefully something like COVID doesn't come along and take away your ability to work and put food on your table when you get older. You have to save regularly. The average millionaire saves 20% of their income and did so long before they were a millionaire. Saving 10% of your income could set you up very comfortably for your lifestyle of okayness in retirement. My number three key on achieving Olympian-sized success, financially speaking, is eliminate the use of bad debt. Don't carry balances on your credit cards. If you can, buy used cars for cash until you save up for newer ones. Have a plan to pay off your house at some point. I just got a mortgage that I probably won't pay off in my lifetime. Um, my dad died when right before he turned 60. So the odds are that I might die before I turn 60. Go up. Um, now, I didn't smoke like he did. But there's a heart issue there, too. Uh, invest regularly. If you want to be a successful Olympian, invest regularly. Oh, let me go back to the I just got a 30-year mortgage. The concept that I want to throw down on that with I expect to die with that debt, it's a 2.6%. And even my CPA is like, that's a great rate. You could easily beat that, can't you, Rob? I'm like, probably. Um, there's easy money out there. And one of the things that a lot of people are going to regret in 10, 15, 20 years is that they didn't find a way to get a big chunk of easy money and keep it on our side of the balance sheet. So number four, my Olympian size investment rings of success. I hate people that do that, by the way. So I'm, as I'm moving out of a house right now, I'm throwing away a lot of old books that I've collected. One of them was the financial cookbook and the author basically made recipes for success. And I'm like, do we have to have it that stupid? And the answer is yes. Uh, invest regularly is my fourth key. Again, to repeat them, live within your means, control spending. Um, that's number one. Number two is save regularly. Number three is eliminate the use of bad debt. Number four is invest regularly. Have a plan to be diligent. It's tempting to sit on the sidelines when the stock market is falling. It's, it's 
tempting to say it's at an all-time high. I'm just going to wait for a 5% pullback. Um, the best time to buy is when the market is down for sure. But I buy every two weeks in my 401k, and I plan to do that until I retire. Uh, um, when I get bonuses, if I don't have anything to spend it on, I invest it. Maintain a financial plan is the fifth and final key to success, in my opinion. You want to have a short-term thing called a budget, and you want to have a long-term thing called goals. That's your roadmap. How do you fund your goals? It's through your budget. Your goals could be a second home. It could be a retirement nest egg. It could be college money for kids. It could be all three of those things. Your goals could be, I want to buy a great piece of art in my lifetime, or I want to buy a $25 million yacht. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. I'm going to tell you how I want you, how you can get to retirement if you want to. Living within your means should get easier as earnings rise. You keep a lid on your spending. The average millionaire saves 20% of their income, and they've done so long before they're a millionaire. And a financial plan, just being able to write down your budget and being able to write down your goals, writing it makes it true. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. So one of the strange words you're going to hear in the world of finance is cola. You're like, I like Coca-Cola or I like soda. Or maybe you hate it. After years of stingy cost of living adjustments or colas, it's finally looking like seniors on Social Security will be in line for a big rise um, in benefits. That's because inflation has been unusually high for the past few months. It's one area where you want colas, <laughs> cost of living adjustments. Um, we still don't know the exact amounts. If you work full time, it's fair to bet that, generally speaking, fuel will be a more minor expense for you than it is, say, for someone who's got a daily commute that's twice as long as yours. Price of gasoline plays a big role in determining whether seniors wind up with a cola and how large that cola is even though gas is not something retirees spend a lot of money on. It's pretty interesting to note that the inflation in the world of you and me, and I'm just going to say, let's talk about me for a second. I want to buy a 100-inch TV. I don't need to go to a sporting event ever again if I have a 100-inch TV. I don't need to go to the movie theater ever again if I have a 100-inch TV. And every time I go to the movie theater with a family of four, it's a hundred bucks. So if I get a thousand dollar hundred inch TV, I'm stoked. Thing is, is back when I was a kid, a hundred inch TV would cost $25,000. Now they're $750, $700, $650. Next year's model will be, or the year's model after that in a couple of years from now will be, you see technology gets things smaller, cheaper and faster. So I'm not feeling a lot of inflation um, in electronics. I am feeling a lot of inflation in 
automobiles. Seniors feel a lot of inflation in healthcare costs. Seniors aren't buying a lot of new TVs and getting the benefit of deflationary prices. So we watch on Social Security. I really recommend if I get you to do one thing this year, it's go to ssa.gov and take a look at your Social Security benefit statement. They used to send it out to you every year. Now they're doing it every five years, I believe. But you can, that may end up in the trash for you. Um, that's worthy of note. Skechers is a poor man's Nike. And as we go back to school, Skechers should see a very good quarter. It's been added to a growth rankings list ahead of back to school. Last year's third quarter tended to be a little lackluster. When students were learning at home, you didn't need new shoes or new bobos, as I used to refer to them. Parents in a lot of regions are looking for shoes for their kids now. And Nikes are nice, but Skechers are good too. Skechers stock has had a nice run this year because of the expectations of back to school. Um, throwing that out there for you. You should always find stocks that you can understand and something that you're comfortable with. Themes like, you know, reopening of an economy. I started the hour with a list of reasons to be bullish, and they include incredibly low interest rates. Liquidity is flowing. Cash is looking for higher rates of return. Earnings growth, while decelerating, is still strong. In the end, earnings growth won't matter, but earnings will. That's a big statement, but record quarters... And if you could build 3 to 4% on a record quarter next year, that's going to be Apple's big problem. It's going to be next year. They had the 5G phone last year. They have the 5G phone this year. Um, next year, there should be a little bit of a letdown. Again, will they come up with some sort of new device? Probably. Monetary policy remains extremely accommodative. Talks of fiscal stimulus continue to lend support. COVID vaccines are working still. I was doing some research last night on, if you got the Johnson & Johnson, you may want to get a Moderna one shot, not both of them. And that's kind of what's coming out of Israel right now, is that mixing shots might be a, a, an effective strategy as a booster. But inside this article, this research, there was a lot of mentions of, we don't really quite know yet. So um, breadth of the market is nice out there at this point in time. Mega caps, mega cap stocks are leading. But I looked at the valuation on Apple and it's trading at 30 times this year's earnings. In my lifetime, I've seen it trade as low as 15, maybe as low as 12 in the 90s. When you get up to 30 times earnings in a market that historically is traded at 15 to 18 times, 15 when it's cheap, 18 when it's expensive, you're paying a quite a premium for shares of Apple. I own shares of Apple. Walmart's gonna pay tuition and books for its employee debt-free college perk. They've got Live Better University. 
And so far, since they started the program, they've gotten over 8,000 people to earn a degree or a certificate. Um, rarely are we ever going to say anything nice, but that's a perk that you almost have to offer now. Perks. Perks of perks. Um, is it as good as the sushi at Google? Probably not. But um, Walmart's done a good thing with with getting people degrees and skilled trades. Um, I'm not going to say I'm proud of them because that sounds a little insane. But education's a good thing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing. Or find me online at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.